Hello, listeners of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. This is Simon Miller, just with a note to apologize. Last 24 hours, things kind of went awry. Won't get into it. I won't bore you. So what I've basically done is I had a podcast ready to go up yesterday to talk about the Elimination Chamber. We also have the podcast from today where we talked about Raw, so I've just pushed them together. So uh, if you are bored of hearing about WWE's latest pay-per-view, you can just jump to 42 minutes on the dot and get your up-to-date uh, audio, I suppose is the right word to use i will use this as a way to apologize for patreon james yesterday sorry this is going up late but i also use it as a cheap plug to say if you want to come on the podcast you can patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 on that note let's just get into it live from parts unknown you're listening to simon miller's pro wrestling podcast the only wrestling podcast on the planet we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show. Uh, I want to apologize if the audio quality today is a little bit off. I'm basically on the road, I'm traveling, I'm in the midst of life, but I want to make sure I get content out there, so I'm just doing what I can do. Look, I just feel like this. If you're like, man, I don't like that things sound different, you just got to start embracing the fact that you never know what's going to happen when it comes to this crazy thing called life. Uh, if you have never joined me before, again, make sure you go listen to other ones, so you know this is not usually how it sounds, but let's stop talking about that, and let's start talking about the world of professional wrestling, because in the last 24 hours or so, we have had the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and I'm actually quite intrigued to get people's thoughts on it. I, 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 I certainly didn't have a bigger issue with some of the elements that others did, which is fine. You know, life as we know it is all about opinions. But to ensure that I was able to get other people's thoughts, I did what I always do once a week. And again, you can come and join this fund. You go to patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. That's the only way that I'm able to do these shows, to do my YouTube channel, which is just search Simon Miller, give me a subscribe. Without that, I would die in terms of that. And never a certain tier, you can come on the podcast. As my man James has done today. James, how are we doing today? All right, Simon. How you been? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Um... Let's just get into it, my friend. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Like I Let's said, do it went it. down last night. I think on paper, a very uh, dull show in terms of going into it. My expectations were low. But because of that, coming out the other side, I actually thought, you know what? I didn't think it was half bad. I'm not going to remember it in a week. I'm probably not going <laughs> to remember it after we finish this podcast. But I certainly wasn't. I was surprised that when I returned to social media after after my viewing period was over, that there was a lot of sort of naysayers. But what say you, my friend? What did you think of it? I thought the pay-per-view itself was all right. Honest, I didn't know much about the build at all because, honestly, most of my attention has been taken away by AEWs, <laughs> be frank. But uh, just watching the pay-per-view itself, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a decent uh, step away from WrestleMania. Yeah, I think the only problem, I mean, Saudi Arabia gets in the way, right? There was this... Gets in the way was, of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, there, there, was, there was this horrible sense that we didn't need another pay-per-view and that, like I say, Roman Reigns wasn't on it, Brock Lesnar wasn't on it, I mean, Goldberg wasn't on it, we could do this all day. You know, a lot of WWE's top stars uh, top stars weren't there. But ultimately, I think it's, it's, you know, it's what you take away from it on a, on a grander level. And, you know, I thought they kind of did the things that they had to do. There was no match that I could call bad by any stretch of the imagination. I thought everyone, you know, went in there and, like I say, had decent 
decent encounters. So it's hard for me to, again, I'm not going to be shouting about it from the rooftops in any amount of time. But when I'm going to sit down, sit down in a situation like this, I mean, the only thing I would say that I didn't like, I don't know whether you watched the pre-show, is that having these random pre-show matches is getting a little dull for me. So it was um, the Viking Raiders versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And you have the commentators trying to make it like, oh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Remember they won the titles last year at WrestleMania. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but what about all the other stuff that you did to them in those 12, in that 12-month period? Why are we not... Why are we not talking about that? And obviously the Viking Raiders just lay waste to them. But again, that to me felt very much like, well, we have to put something on the pre-show. So we'll just do that. Personally, I think I'm a little done, you know, with that. But I mean, again, it's the pre-show and WWE has taught us for years that we shouldn't really care about it. Yeah, those the pre-show matches always feel like they should just be dark matches to get the uh, live crowds that start to warm up. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know, but... Because I mean, comparing it to, uh, I know we are, you already talked about Revolution, but just comparing the buy-in for Revolution compared to this uh, pre-show, one, AW built a story into their buy-in, so there was a meaning and a purpose behind it. And now with this, it's just, well, we got to see uh, Zach Ryan and Kurt Hawkins just get jobbed out again. That is, what was the point? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it kind of just sums up where they are. Right, which is, uh, but again, it's the pre-show. I guess we all, we, we all move past it. And then, like I say, you move, you transitioned into the the show opening properly, and you just got this crazy match between Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, which was not only nuts because why the hell is Drew Gulak on a pay-per-view? And that's no disrespect <laughs> to him. That's just what WWE has done to him, pretty much since he got there. Clearly, Daniel Bryan's gone to bat. But again, you have this hard-hitting, rough, tough at times, difficult to watch when people land on their heads. Ooh, you know, yeah. It was like Ooh, it was I so- had to put my hand in my mouth on that. Just go, <laughs> oh, oh dude, my yeah, god! I, I almost died. But it was so, uh, it was so anti. And that's not the wrong word. That's, that's the bad word. Anti is the wrong word. It was so non WWE that I, I couldn't help but I couldn't help but enjoy it. A, those guys are really good at what they do. But I've certainly got to a position in my WWE fandom. I just want fresh things. You know, I just want fresh things. And getting to see two guys who really know what they're doing, basically put on a technical masterclass, also with a story behind it. And I said yeah. it on ups and downs. I had It's got more story than Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But this whole idea that Drew Gulak thinks that he can take out Daniel Bryan, knows his weaknesses. So Daniel Bryan's like, all right, we'll prove it. Perfect. You know, who's yeah. the better wrestler? What did it you such, think? It was do? such a simple story. It just made it work just because they're so, yeah, like you said, they're just so good at it. They can take that simple story and just make it mean something in a single match. Mm. I mean, what did you think about the brutals a bit too hard? I mean, that's like stirring the pot a little bit, but I use it because the first first word that's come to my head. What did you think about just sort of, well, again, just how much they, they kick the crap out of each other, really? <laughs> well, I love that it, it built to it because they each tried, like you said, they tried to out wrestle each other at first just all the holds and counters and everything else. And then eventually it went into, all right, we can't beat each other at this. So we're just, like you said, beat the crap, <laughs> leaving crap out of each other. Yeah. And that's how and they I, had to win. And I like the they kind of protected him as well. Cause you know, he passed out instead of, he didn't tap out. It just, I, I, again, it, all of it worked for me. I, I don't know whether we're going to continue on this feud or not. I doubt it's going to happen at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but in the, in the context of how it was presented, I was more than fine with it. Oh, yeah, I think it was a very good start to the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. I mean, the perfect start because, again, it was like a low-key thing from a star point of view. So put on the match that's going to be utterly different. You know, you know why the hell not? 
Um, the second match was it the chamber? Have I missed something there? I can't remember the order of the matches. It was the elimination chamber, wasn't it? The second match. Was we it? went. Hang on. <laughs> I, I'm going to double check. See, I told you it was it last even taken a week before we start forgetting. I, I told. I said. I said. I said. I, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the uh, of what would happen. I'm 99% sure I'm right. I'm just double checking now. Oh no! Because uh, uh, here's the other problem. Okay, this is another issue I did have. It was Andrade versus Alberto Carrillo for the oh, US Championship. Right. The issue I do have with that is WWE has just put these two. I mean, they're so talented. It's nuts. And they all, and I really did enjoy it because of the skill they have. But I am a little bit tired of this wash, rinse, repeat attitude, which kind of ties into the first match too. They basically had the same match they had on Raw, which I enjoy seeing because it's a good match. But ultimately, they even did the same thing with the roll-ups at the end and Andrade holds the tights. Mm. And I, I don't know why WWE feels so locked into having pay-per-views go over three hours. You could have taken that out. I felt like there's a couple of other matches, like the Alistair Black one and the tag match, the Raw tag match, you could have knocked five, ten minutes off. and just kind of get it under three hours. But again, it was good. It was fine. I guess my real question, dude, and I'll throw it out to you, is what do you do with either of these dudes, guys now? Are we going to keep having the feuding? Are we going to get the belt off Andrade and maybe team up properly with Angel Garza? Does Rey Mysterio get involved? Like, what do you want to see? Hmm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because like I said, I haven't been watching the the weekly shows as it is, so that was I hadn't that was new to me. Well, that works, man. But it, it looks like they've been going back and forth with each other for like for months. It, according to the uh, the recap, a long ass time, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it feels like that should be over with, and Andrade should, yeah, should move on to a different opponent. But I can't say who exactly. Not, <laughs> I'm not much help as far as booking, but I feel like it should be someone else. No, yeah, I think that that, that that's fair. Um, but look, they're they're good. I just think they need to find their place. And again, they they right. can't do that. They need to they need to have someone to to, to put them in that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, again, though, like if you're looking at it from this is why I didn't understand the criticism online. If you're looking at it from a bad, good point of view or ups downs, you wouldn't. You know, it'd be it's fine. It was. It was good. Yeah. I don't. This is why I, I think the criticism. I think it was that crazy thing where once you get to your destination, if the destination sucks, you forget about the journey. And I think people had a few issues with the Shayna Baszler match, which we'll get to. Uh, but I don't really agree with them either. We then did go into the first Elimination Chamber match, which was the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I've seen some people say they didn't like this. I think that's nuts. I thought it was innovative, over the top, crazy, that Lince Dorado shooting Trying to kill himself. Thingy. Oh, my <laughs> word. Tucker doing a, moon, uh, a somersault. Yeah, I know that there was a couple of slips and slides in there, but come on, man, let's let's balance this out with some sense. I, I thought it was genius. I thought it was I thought it was really really fun. It went over half an hour. Didn't feel like it to me. The right people won because I don't like it when WWE hotshots titles around. Uh, I understand that there'll be no follow up for the Lucha House Party, but they still were able to showcase what they can do. I like the fact we had the Ziggler Rude and Heavy Machinery or Otis Dolph Maisley story going on. The crazy bump by Otis when he runs through the whole thing and out the oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was great, right? Oh, I thought so. Anyway, man, maybe you disagree. Oh, no. I was fully into that match the whole way through. Did you... I was trying to, think, to phrase it, really. I mean, I guess... I know you haven't been watching the main sh the main shows per se, but do you think... Because I think the, the, the issue that some people had is that oh, there'll be no follow-up from this. Obviously, there's going to be follow-up with Otis and Dolph because they're in a program. Right. But, you know, the Lucha House Party, again, just being inserted into it. And I kind of understand, I kind of understand what people are saying. But why can't you just enjoy it for what it is? Like, on this night, I had a good time. And that's all I need. Yeah. Because, 
like I said, I hadn't seen the build, but I still loved seeing that match and just everybody give it their all. Just put on a good, entertaining show. And I'll be I'm interested to see and uh, just hear on Twitter like who they're going into a feud with next. Yeah, that's it. I I think it, you know having the Miz and John Morrison win in such a asshole way as well. I was um... asshole, but technically legal within the <laughs> within the but match. Rule. But that's important though, right? That stuff oh, yeah. is important because it allows them to come out and smack and go, well, what do we do? Nothing. You know, we just we just got the job done. I mean, yeah. I, I will I will say that, and this is me being so finickety, but people like being finickety. Too many people dove off the pods. <laughs> like at one point it was like, why are so many people diving off these pods? Like but that that's like the territory though with the illumination yeah. chamber. It's like it's that... a it's obligated within your contract. This there must be this many spots <laughs> off the pods. Uh dear. Is, you, you're hundred percent right. That's just what we do in elimination chamber matches, but you know, I, I get it. Some people have said that. I'm like, yeah, but it's the law of diminishing returns. Like, you know, if I tell one joke now and you find it really funny and I keep telling it every week, by the 10th week, like, it's not funny anymore. You know, by the time Kofi Kingston is getting eliminated because he dove off a pot of mist, you're like, yeah, well, eight other people have done it, Kofi. So, you know, whatevs. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was great. It's one of my favorite Elimination Chamber matches for a while. It's probably not true. I probably say that every year, but it felt that way. I remember finishing it and going, wow, that was a really enjoyable uh, and really enjoyable 30 minutes. As the Black and AJ Styles, I also thought was good, but I thought suffered massively for two reasons. One, it had to follow the chamber match. and The crowd was dead, as you'd expect yeah. them to be. And also it had the most stupid logic of all time, being <laughs> that it was a no DQ match and two of his mates just watched him almost lose for about 20 minutes. It was like, why aren't you getting in there? And then all of a sudden after 20 minutes, like, oh shit, we better get in. Really made me laugh. Like, I don't care about stuff like that, but you can't help but notice it. And that's the first thing that my um, my non-wrestling fans always, always ask when they tune in for these pay-per-views. They're like, well, why didn't those two just help? I'm like, I don't know. Why are you asking me? I think the commentary even tried to mention something. Like, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they're like, oh, Alistair Black asked for this no DQ match to like keep Gallows and Anderson out of the match somehow. Genius. Genius. I don't quite get that. <laughs> but whatever. Okay. Logic. So dumb. But look, it's wrestling, right? Who cares? I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't get too mad at it. Uh, but no, I thought this was great. I mean, a little too long. I would have shaved five minutes off of it just because, I th again, we've already talked about that. But I thought the two worked really well together. I enjoyed how reserved they were with weapons. Again, that's another criticism that I saw. But now I've seen the crazy hardcore matches. I like they try to outwork each other. And then when they knew they could use weapons, that's what they went to do. So yeah. I, I, I was quite happy with that. And again, the surprise ending with The Undertaker. Look, man, the, the reception that he got was massive, which was kind of crazy because the crowd had been quiet for, for most of it. I just, you know, I know we've seen it a thousand times before, but it got Alistair Black the win. It sets up AJ Styles versus Taker or maybe some kind of six-man tag. I don't know what the plan is for WrestleMania. I really dug it. I thought it was just a, a really, I just, I really did. I really did. I thought the last five minutes were, were awesome. Yeah, it's just another enjoyable match. And I really, this is just me and what I would hope would happen is just the fact that, because if you look at the way they set it up when the lights went out, Alistair Black, it looked like he morphed into The Undertaker almost. Just <laughs> you, you didn't see him go away or anything. He wasn't on the side. He just vanished. Taker choke slams Styles. Lights go out and whoop, Alistair is black. Or Alistair is back. Eh. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, also, it's also the weird thing where 
like what obviously we know what's going on within context but really Gallows and Anderson in the dark all of a sudden like who's touching my neck <laughs> it's like what's what happening yeah who's who's caressing my skin who's caressing my skin <laughs> so that's always weird but look it's the best and the whole point when AJ had him up for the tombstone and did the cross neck thing I just like it you know I yeah. just like it. I just think, I think it's wonderful. I think it's absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, you know, decent match. Really, really, yeah. really decent match. I, uh, I kind of hope uh, Taker wins at WrestleMania and Fantasy Booking goes uh, has a fight with Black so that maybe it gives him a little bit more of a shine. I would, I would love that, but I don't think it would happen. Well, this is the thing I can't figure out. I mean, again, who knows how much of the rumor stuff is true. But the rumors did say it was going to be Undertaker versus AJ Styles. And I, to me, if you don't have Alistair Black involved somehow, I'd find that yeah. confusing. And given that you have the OC as a three, but then again, who would be the third person? Maybe do the OC versus the Undertaker, Alistair Black, and who? Maybe you do it as a handicap match. I don't know. Maybe you don't need a third. Maybe you get Kane back. I don't know. Um, what would you rather see, though? Would you rather see AJ Styles versus Undertaker, or would you rather Alistair Black got worked in, even if it meant other people had to be worked in as well? Well, I just had the thought of, uh, like, the ref getting taken out of commission for a bit you know just big bump and then the oc starts wailing on taker to help styles and then alistair black just comes running in and helps taker in return for what he did yeah that works too that works too i think to me i think it's important you have some kind of visual of like the undertaker endorsing alistair black somehow yeah. you know how you get there i don't know but if we're going to seriously push him that's how i would do it i think that's uh you know that's, that's a really decent a decent thing to do. But again, like I say, see another decent match. Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy for the Raw Tag Team titles. Way too long. I think I would have cut eight minutes of this at this point. But I can't pick any holes in it. Kevin Owens was fun throwing popcorn in, some, in <laughs> Seth Rollins' face. We're obviously going to do Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens at Mania, which is fine. I like both of those guys. Uh, Street Profits remain the Tag Team Championships. I think it's good for them. I don't think Seth, uh, Rollins and Murphy need it. But, you know, what else? Could, honestly, it's one of those things where it was a raw match on a pay-per-view, which I'm not criticizing. It was always going to be that way with the build and the quickness of the title change uh, recently on Raw. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? I, I hit a brick wall with it very... And so many people say, oh, it's crap. I don't see how you can call this crap. I can see how you could call it not amazing. But to me, it's just a wrestling match. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with it. A good match between two, between two good teams. Yeah. But I, I just think... So Kevin Kevin Owens obviously was the bright spot. I'd even notice when um, he was distracting Seth when he was just sitting on the uh, announce table, and then he just points out, uh, what "Was I think Dawkins just running towards Rollins?" <laughs> pushes. Oh yeah, him. yeah. See, it's just fun, right? Yeah, it's just good it's character kind of... work from him. Also, man, Montez Montez falls his frog splash. Ooh, what boy. the flip is that? How the hell does she dive so high? What he jumped about three three stories was it I believe? Oh, his athleticism is 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 unreal. It's absolutely unreal. I, it blows my brain. And you know the Street Profits are still coming together as a as a tag team. But fair play, man. I mean that. Pff, yeah, I, I, that's all I can say. I just can't. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's one of those moves as well that when other people see it that aren't necessarily wrestling fans will go, wow. You know, it's something as simple as that, but with that much athleticism can can get people through the door. Uh, obviously, Seth versus Kevin Owens at, at Mania. What do you think you do with the tag team titles? Because I can kind of see Street Profits versus AOP, and then I presume you work Viking Raiders in there as well. But then you need a fourth tag team. I can't think who that fourth tag team would be. I can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably missing somebody really, really obvious. Maybe Buddy Murphy and somebody else. I don't know. But 
yeah, again, I think the, the theme of this pay-per-view was kind of just there, but that was so yeah. much better than... I know. I thought. I thought this maybe uh, this may be really dull, and then we had the surprise of the night, which was Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro defeating Braun Strowman for the IC what, Championship. What was that? My goodness! I, I, did, I, I was not expecting. Can we reset like Sami Zayn's pin counter now? Like, is, can he at least well, get that? <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I was so excited. I got it the wrong way around and ups and downs. So I thought I had to give him a one when I meant to give him a zero. So I could pretty, <laughs> I could pretty screwed up. But that's how excited I was. That's how I could not believe it. I screwed up my own counter. I honestly, I, I, I would have, I would have thought, I, I can't even think of, I can't even think of an analogy or a comparison. But I never, in a million years, when this match was announced, I thought it was just designed for Braun Strowman to wreck these three really talented wrestlers. That's what I thought, and I, I get it, and I understand. But I like them so much, and I've just seen that so much. I don't want to see it again. But to actually get to the point where Sami Zayn, I mean, the big question is, who the hell has Braun Strowman pissed off? Because he exactly. never gets any kind That's of momentum. That's what I was thinking. The exact same thing. Who You had heat before. Now who'd you piss off this time? <laughs> yeah, it must be, right? Because I don't see... And I honestly, I don't get mad at me. I don't care because I'm more excited about Sami Zayn, uh, Sami Zayn winning. <laughs> but I don't get this weird thing we do at Braun Strowman where we give him something, whatever that will be, in this case, the IC title. And then he, he's been reduced to whatever he was within a fortnight or within a month. Yeah. And you have to imagine that's coming from a political standpoint we could be wrong they may just have other plans for him maybe tyson fury is going to be at wrestlemania i doubt that because he's a big match in july but i'm just you know i'm spitballing but this does nothing for braun Strowman, and i understand i also understand this idea well he's big so we can do whatever we want with him not true not true look at the big show right the big show constantly had to uh what's the word i'm looking for rehab himself because he would be put in ridiculous situations. And now that's kind of how I feel with Braun. Now, again, yeah. protect, he's protected because he got beaten by three people. But those three people have not been portrayed well on television. They just haven't. They've been yeah. portrayed like geeks, which is why I thought they're going to get wrecked. I still can't believe it. I can't believe this happened. Well, and the worst thing for Braun, like from his, for his character point of view, is he didn't even get pinned by Shinsuke Cesaro, the two people who was giving him the most offensive he got pinned by sammy the coward running around the ring and hiding underneath it so that's even worse for him <laughs> he kept running away and he still beat yeah him. and also, he just happened to be the legal man yeah i didn't think the finish was particularly oh my gosh either like you know the double suplex halluva kick thing was was cool looking but when sammy Zayn actually got the one two three i was surprised i didn't think he would get it i really really didn't i thought braun was just gonna push them all away yeah, yeah. So it's, it's baffling. What do you do with Braun here? Because don't forget, he's never had a proper WrestleMania match. He's only no. ever had ridiculous <laughs> WrestleMania matches. Nicholas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. Like, I mean, what else did he do? He, he did something stupid last year. Oh, he won, the, he won the Battle Royal at one. What did he do? Hang on, I'm going to look it up. I can't see that. How bad is this? I should know. I should know, top of my head, what the hell Braun Strowman did last year, and I have absolutely no clue. Unless that was when he when he won the uh, uh, when he when he did win the battle royal. I thought it was the year before. Uh, Braun Strowman, it just isn't even. Uh, he's not. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he won. Of course, he threw out the Saturday Night Live guy, and he won mm. the. So he did that last. So that's what he did there. And then the year before that was Nicholas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was so it that, WrestleMania thirty, the one before thirty four. What was it? It was the one before New York. In New Orleans, I so, remember that. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, Braun Strowman and Nicholas defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. So that was, <laughs> that was WrestleMania. My and then wasn't he on? 
Those I, tag belts look like children's toys, and the fact the child won it is the most appropriate thing ever at that point. Right, right. And the year before that, unless I'm missing something, I'm, I'm looking very, very quickly here, obviously. I don't think that he did anything. Let me search the obviously always respectable Wikipedia <laughs> entry. Oh, no, yeah, he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal then as well. So, yeah, his WrestleMania run is... And I, I presume he was just part of the Wyatt family stable the, the year before that. Yeah, so to give him his first... His first title and take it away so quickly. Yeah, The Rock, that's when he just stood next to Eric Rowan when he lost in six seconds to The Rock. Mm. Uh, so to, to get, I, there's a story here, I think. I could be wrong. Could be just making stuff up for the sake of it. But I'm happy, but I don't get it at the same time, right? Right. Well, and I just, I feel slightly, a slight bit of trepidation with Sami Zayn winning it because I get the feeling they're going to lead into, what what are that, what is that group even called? I don't even think I heard their... Uh, I don't think they've got a name. I'll just take I'll take a page from your book and I'll just call them the group the, the group of geeks. Nice, nice. Actually, well, I stole that from Brian Alvarez as well in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> you're you're like, more than allowed to steal it. I stole it too. So. <laughs> I just feel like they're gonna implode on each other since they're like, hey, we did all the offense and you get the title? Nah. Yeah. I can see him losing it on SmackDown too. Then I'll yeah. be devastated. Then I'll be devastated. Right, let's talk about the main event. Uh, I don't get the I don't get the upset. I really, really don't. I, I think it was poorly paced. You know, having a couple of times when Shayna Baszler was waiting for people to come out of pods, I didn't think added to the end of Elimination Chamber match, which you want to be quite exciting. And again, I, do I understand the point of view that she just jobbed out, quote unquote, all these women? Yes, but this is what you had to do, in yeah. my opinion. Like to me, you want to build a star. You want to get a, a person that when we get to WrestleMania 36, we can actually go, oh, maybe she will beat Becky Lynch, which I. I kind of hope she does, but never actually believe she would. Now you've, you know, you've you've left me with this idea that you are willing to put her in situations. So not only from a kayfabe, but from a non-kayfabe point of view. You know, in kayfabe she wrecked six women, and non-kayfabe she wrecked six women, which has never happened right. in the elimination chamber. I don't know. Everyone's going, oh well, you haven't given the riot squad their chance, bro. That's not today. Today is not the day to have that argument. That was a year ago. Like, Natalia. Natalia is always used like this. Oscar is different. I said on ups and downs as well. I do feel bad about Oscar because I feel like she's a star and I feel like she has a following. And I get she's had her moments like the Royal Rumble, but I do feel like she's always banging her head against the wall. But anybody else in this match, if you're mad about how they're being treated, that is not Shayna Baszler's fault. That has been happening for a long ass time. Right. I mean, where, where, what were they doing when they were just the Riot Squad? They never really got anywhere. <laughs> just because take a look between Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Liv, uh, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot. I mean, between them all, who would you expect to move forward and fight Becky Lynch and not just expect to lose against her immediately? Yeah. It would either have to be Asuka or Shayna Baszler. And I'm glad it's Shayna. I'm glad she's getting this push. Yeah. That made me the happiest out of everything on the pay-per-view was the fact yeah. that she got to be a monster. Yeah, I'm totally with you, man. Because that's what she needs to be. I, everyone's going to hate this. She needs to be Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, absolutely needs to 100% be Brock Lesnar, have that legitimacy about her. And I feel like putting herself in this position was 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 the best thing to do. Like, it only went 20 minutes, which is always going to go because you have to wait for the pods to open. But I love the fact that she wrecked people. The only issue was, I, I totally understand the pacing argument. We could have sped that up a little yeah. bit. But whatever. Well, like, I think if they had only done one spot where she was waiting, yeah, yeah. like I feel like she could have been tapping one of them out. Uh, the last few seconds, Asuka could come, like, before she came out, 
just to intimidate her even more. It's like, this is waiting for you. It's right here. Come and get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- that it would just get it would given her, uh, it, it would have helped her aura as well. You know, yeah. when, she's, when she's pacing around, it was such a long time as well. It's probably only about a minute, but it felt like an hour, you know, of her, of her pacing around. And it was kind of like Raw Rumble, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin tapping his watch the first time. And second time, it was like, well, I've seen this now, so I, I, don't, I don't need to see it again. That's, right. uh, you know, that, that, that's a little bit dull. But again, I think ultimately it's about where we're going and what we're going to doing and what we're trying to do. And if you're not familiar with NXT, I think now as a casual fan, you can look at Shayna Baszler and go, oh my gosh, flipping monster. Absolutely, yeah. it's a monster. Well, you've got that. And then you've got uh, Charlotte Flair versus uh, Rhea Ripley. So you even get to see a fight for the NXT title on WrestleMania. And I don't, yeah. that hasn't, NXT hasn't been lifted to that high priority before, has it? No, no, dude. No, absolutely, absolutely not. And that's why if, uh, if Shayna Baszler, if I'm sorry, if uh, Charlotte Flair wins, I'm worried about the state of the internet the next day. But we will. <laughs> we will not my wait. preference, but I will be interested to see her in NXT if she does. Like that would be, that would be something else in my mind. Like I want to see modern Charlotte Flair on NXT with just for the curiosity's sake. Mm, no, totally. Absolutely, man. I think they're, you know, especially in their pursuit to try and be like for like with AEW, it makes perfect sense to kind of you know, move Finn Balor there, move Charlotte Flair there. Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm sure they've got plans, uh, plans going forward. So yeah, that was the Emulation Chamber. I thought it was fine. I really, really did. I didn't have any kind of issue with it. I, I wouldn't say apart from Sami Zayn, I wouldn't say at any point I lost my mind. But it was like, you know, given as well, the sheer amount of pay-per-views we're getting, I actually got quite a little bit of a kick out of it. I was quite nice for a random Monday morning in March. But now, yeah. thankfully, we can focus on WrestleMania. Now, dude, I mentioned AEW. I want to talk to you about that as well, because uh, obviously, you know, with, with some of the things you've seen, I think it's kind of a cool thing to do. Uh, you mentioned the Revolution pay-per-view, and I get that it's not a fair comparison because right. even Cody Rhodes has said maybe Revolution becomes their WrestleMania. And it certainly had that feel, big matches, title changes, uh, you know, going all in with that tag match. Which I'm, right. which, I'm sure, which I'm sure is intentional. But you know, it's, it still counts, though, man. Like Naturally, as a human being, you're going to be like, well, last Saturday I watched this, and this Sunday I watched this. What's your takeaway at the moment in general, just between the WWE and, and AEW fallout? I mean, obviously, you, you have jumped more across to AEW, but just in, general, yeah. just in general, what's your thoughts on it? I still kind of keep in touch with what's going on in WWE, but mainly through Twitter, just like what the internet's talking about mainly i haven't watched a show or even a full clip in a while but yeah. i'll still keep the major story beats in mind but with AEW, i've just been consuming just about every bit they have as far as the television show all the tweets and everything and it's so good to me i love it so much because <laughs> i don't i don't think i saw that like what this style of wrestling was when i first started watching it was just wwe and now i'm like oh i think i prefer i think i prefer this over the other way <laughs> do you personally think, yeah of course and there's nothing wrong with that like you'll get people going crazy saying there is but we know there's not do you think that you would still be i i know that obviously when we talked before you already mentioned that you were less you were getting less and less involved in wwe but do you think you'd be watching more if it wasn't for AEW? like do you feel like you'd have I'll check out what's going on a little bit more because I enjoy my wrestling if, if AEW hadn't sort of taken charge as much as it has. Yeah, I mean, because that's the only nationally televised 
wrestling as far as in America. So I would definitely be watching more WWE if AEW wasn't around, but it would mainly be NXT. Yeah, no. Just because it's most you, similar between the two. Do you, do you still watch that now? Have you kind of moved away from that? No, and I, I feel a bit bad for it because I still love all the people involved in NXT. It's just <laughs> time. It's just the time and investment. And AEW, just for me, has earned it more. But that's not to say anything bad against the wrestlers and the talent. No, no, of course not, man. It's, it's No, it's never about the talent. I think right now we're probably uh blessed more with you know with, with good talent than we ever have been which makes you know which makes absolutely absolutely perfect sense what did you think about the card last last week than the revolution one were you as high on it as everybody else was you mean the uh the dynamite episode or, uh, or revolution revolution oh revolution oh yeah i i was really excited for it i think i agree with like most major sentiments like the first match um the Dustin Rhodes and Hager match was a bit, eh, it was a bit not up to par, but everything else was like getting shot out of a cannon. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of the tag match? Oh, that was insanity. My God, I love it so much. I'm surprised they, I'm surprised they haven't made that the, the main event. Just by, sh- by sheer, I don't even know what to call it. Just fucking insanity. <laughs> no, no, dude, don't get me wrong, man. It was, uh, yeah, that match did so, you know, not only from an entertainment standpoint, but it did so well for everybody in that contest. It was unreal. Like, you know, it made the Young Bucks, if you weren't aware of their work, look like fire. Hangman yeah. Page continues to evolve. It reminded all these idiots going, Kenny Omega's not good anymore. No, no, he is. He's very, he's very great. He's a very, very Always good professional Yeah, he's a very, very good professional wrestler. He's not, cha- he's still Kenny Omega. What did you think? Actually, you mentioned that episode of Dynamite. What did you think about the follow-up from that? Because I saw a lot of people going, oh, it wasn't really what I expected. I actually thought they did a great job. I thought it was less good match-heavy than I'm used to in AEW. But I feel like that's because they spent more of their time on the on the stories, which I thought was good to yeah. start building to blood and guts and all of that. Well, yeah, because we had all of our amazing matches on uh, Revolution, so now we need our story fallout so we can get more good matches. Yeah, and that's what they did, right? That's the, I think they found a really good balance between that now, which is why I like, that, I like that they're doing these, I mean, what would you even call it? Special television events, whichever word you want to use. You know, yeah. because now now we can look straight into, uh, well, we can start focusing on that thing in a couple or a few weeks' time on Wednesday between, um, yeah, you know, for the, the blood and guts thing. We're going to have a big match. It is going to feel a bit like a, a, t, a pay-per-view on a TV show. Yeah. Which I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, I think it's really smart of them. I think it's really smart. I think it ties into the quarterly pay-per-view model far better than what potentially WWE is doing. Like, I do think, you know, having a pay-per-view 10 days ago and having another one yesterday is, you know, I always enjoy them on some level, but it is overkill. You know, you, there's only so many stories you can tell. And if you keep putting yourselves into these positions, you are going to get more cards. Because it's rare to get a pay-per-view where you don't get Roman Reigns and all that all that goes on them. But they put themselves there because it was like, right. what, else can, what else can we do, right? What else can we do? We have to, we, 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 we're, we're, you know, concreted to do it. You know, we're contracted to do it. So let, let's keep moving forward. And this was the the solution they came up from, leaving us three weeks before before WrestleMania. Uh, what do you want to see from Mania, actually? That's a good way to kind of, we are, we are, we are officially on the road now. All the matches are essentially so not. I mean, are you excited about it? You're not excited about it? Do you think it's going to be too long, especially with a room of 14, <laughs> 14 contests on the card? Oh, God. Another eight hour show. 
Yeah, that's just. Oh my god. This, this, this is why when people go, "Oh, WrestleMania should be two hours," do you really think it'll be two, two, three-hour shows? No, it'll be two seven-hour shows. So <laughs> stop, stop, stop saying it. It's bad. It's bad. They would never do it. Then maybe they should go that uh that Wrestle Kingdom route and split it into two. Even though people would say, "Oh, they stole it from Wrestle Kingdom." I'd be like, would, "Good, steal good they, ideas." But they would just they would just be so long though. Both of them right. would be long as opposed to one long shot. I mean, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of wrestling. I need I need a break. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, what do you, I mean? What do you think about sort of you know Roman Reigns and Goldberg, which obviously caused a lot of controversy. John Cena. And The Fiend, obviously now Shayna versus Becky is confirmed and Drew versus Brock. I mean, I think, when I look at it on paper, I'm not going to lie, I think it looks decent. You know, yeah. I cert- I'm certainly intrigued by it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's any a WrestleMania to set the world on fire, but there is enough interest from me to definitely watch it. It's I'm not going, oh, I'm not interested at all. I'll, I want to see uh, McIntyre beat Lesnar. I want to see I, that. I want to see The Fiend beat Cena and just... Yeah. Get some of his, get some of his rub back. Yeah, no, I, I, I think if WWE don't do that, they're not looking past April because I don't think John Cena and Goldberg over here. Well, they're not. They're not going to be allowed very, around for much further after WrestleMania. Nor should they be in many ways. Right. So you know, if we can bring them in and actually use them in the right fashion, then I think that's, I think that's more than fine. But I, I, yeah, I think if Drew McIntyre wins the championship and we really push him, like we're 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 hinting that we're going to, absolutely brilliant. Uh, if Roman Reigns wrecks Goldberg for the championship, I think that's good too. Like you've just said, it rehabs the Br- Bray Wyatt if he beats John Cena, especially if he beats him in a cool way. Like if they can come up with a cool story. I don't need a 15-minute Bray Wyatt versus John Cena match. I need no. a, a, a five-minute exhibition where you've got, you know, uh, what's the, I can't think of the word people use, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I want. I want all that kind of stuff. And look, if we're doing AJ Styles, uh, The Undertaker, I don't mind that either. And I am very intrigued by Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. I think the good thing somewhat ironically is not having that as the main event is actually beneficial because I would give that belt to Shayna Baszler right now. I would spend much like we did in NXT. I would spend a good six to eight months making her just feel like an absolute monster. And then it's Becky Lynch who was able to, you know, almost recoup and yeah. And and get the win. I think that's a much, it's a much more interesting story than, Oh, I just beat you on my first, you know, on my first time. And then especially as well, which I guess is another reason I can understand the, the Oscar, annoyance from last night you know when you are rebuilding to becky lynch you could do Shayna baszler versus oscar and you could do Shayna baszler versus Kyrie saying which we already did on raw you know have i have those good matches against people that have somewhat of a following nah you know there's certainly been foibles <laughs> along the way but i think the most important thing is we're out the other side we haven't got any more pay-per-views and yeah now we can just well we can just get to wrestlemania and then out the other side where everybody stops watching again <laughs> That's <laughs> what we always do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think WrestleMania on paper actually, I think it seems quite good. I, I'm not like you said. I don't think it's going to be the best, the, the best ever. I think it's going to be quite no. good. What did you think about giving the title to John Moxley? I should ask you before we wrap up because I'm amazed. It's that amazing thing in hindsight where people go, "Oh, we should have taken." You give it to Jericho. Oh, what'd you give it to Jericho for? Take it off Jericho. Oh, it's too early. No, one, no one can ever be happy. To me, I thought the time was right. I thought Moxley yeah. was, you know, peaking hotter than he's ever going to be. Doing it was now. perfect. It was the perfect time to yeah. give it to him, I think, because who one, who else would you give it to at the moment? As much as I love the just about the entire roster, no one else but Moxley could take it off Jericho and still keep it as just as, as wanted as it is right now. Because everybody's a lot of people have already tried to take Jericho down, couldn't get it, and Moxley outsmarted all of the inner circle. And yeah. 
it just puts him on top of the pile where he rightly belongs right now. Who does he feud with? I, I keep going back and forth with this. I can't figure out who his first feud would be, Moxley, that is. Unless we go back to Jericho for a bit. But if we go back to Jericho a bit, he'll beat Jericho. And then yeah. who, who's Moxley's first new opponent? And there's so many... I can't figure it out, genuinely. Probably. Uh, so I'm trying to think. I think it would have to be a slow build at first, just so one we establish can be on his level. Maybe he uh, has a, Maybe he has another fight with uh, Lance Archer. Yeah, that, I'd be kind that of a, man. Yeah, kind of a repeat of their U.S. title, IWGP U.S. title matches. Yeah. I'll, I'll be up for that. And uh, last two questions. Who's the leader of the Dark Order? I want Matt Hardy so bad. My soul <laughs> wants it so badly. Your soul would want it because your yes. soul may have been around for, for thousands of years. <laughs> exactly. And uh, who is Jake Roberts' guy as well? That's the other question. That was such a surprise. I was I'm like, right. what the hell is Jake the Snake doing here? So weird. So weird now, nowhere, but, but I'm so good. For it also. <laughs> like I just I just want to see where this heads. Um I almost had slight nightmare family vibes, but I feel like they they've learned from that and oh, yeah, they're dude. gonna do something they're gonna do better with it. You think it's and not like no oh I'm sorry? Do you think it's Lance Archer or Brody Lee? These are the, the front runners for that spot. Maybe both. Maybe maybe it's just nice. another uh, wouldn't mind. another group. Everyone's so mad at the groups. Boy I like stable. the groups. We haven't had we haven't had this many groups in years. Give me more groups, I say. Keep the groups, keep the groups coming. I'll have groups for days. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh. Well, we'll find out, my friend. I don't think we're gonna know about the Dark Order for a while. I think they'll hold on to that one. Especially because Matt Hardy hasn't signed anywhere. Although that could also that could also that could also tie into it. Uh, James, my friend, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Glad I could be here, Simon. And thank you for all your thoughts about the Elimination Chamber. Again, get in touch. Let me know what you thought about the Elimination Chamber at Simonmiller316 on Instagram, at Simonmiller316 on, uh, on Twitter. Also on YouTube, you just search for me, Simon Miller, bunch of wrestling and who knows what other content else on there. You can check out my ups and downs on What Culture 2, you know, that What Culture Wrestling on YouTube. And of course, if you want to come on and talk wrestling with me, it's patreon.com forward slash Miller 316 Shout out to Pins and Knuckles and pinsandknucklesmerch.com for always supporting Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. And if you are listening to this on Monday, we'll be live on YouTube at 1 p.m. GMT tomorrow to talk about Raw and whatever fallout we have. But look, in the meantime, even if you are mad at Elimination Chamber, let it go. Enjoy your day. And remember, Sami Zayn not only won a match, but he won his first singles title on the main roster. And he's been there a long ass time. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Today has been an absolute, uh, an absolute bust. Uh, I know that Ups and Downs is airing live right now as well. But unfortunately, if I don't do this now, I'm not going to be able to get it done today. We won't get into the specifics of the situation. So you just have a choice. You know, please always make sure you do go check out What Culture Wrestling. This is more so for the people listening live on... Uh, uh, watching live on YouTube, of course, if you watch live or listen, no, sorry, if you watch in the archive or listen in the archive on podcast, can listen to this wherever you want. So I'll use it as a cheap plug. Remember, this, where are we on? We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Show and you can catch up. Again, this will not be available uh, in the archive on my channel anymore for reasons we've talked about a thousand times. But yes, 
Uh, ups and Downs is live right now. I hate running these things back to back. The whole point is to serve as a precursor to Ups and Downs, but I'm having, I'm having one of those days. I'm having one of those days. As I'm sure we all have, the more important thing is that we get some content done. Um, if you are watching now and you never watched before, give me a subscribe, like the video. That's always fun. Although actually, if it's going back to unlisted afterwards, it doesn't really matter if you like the video or not. But do it anyway. Do it anyway for fun. And if you do want to get involved in the podcast, you want to have a chat with me. Oh, no, I shouldn't say that. If you want to support financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. Uh, or yeah, you can use a super chat if you want to get involved and get chatting and tell me I'm a bored asshole, agree with me, disagree with me, or whatever you are able to do all of these things. And we're just going to talk about Raw, and we're going to talk about wrestling, and we're talk about everything going down in the world of, uh, of sports entertainment. I mean, you can literally find this out right now, again, if you watch Ups and Downs on What Culture. I liked, I liked Raw this week. I thought it was interesting. The cool thing to me was we finally got, uh, uh, we, we finally got past uh, the evolution, evolution, the elimination chamber. You know, the, this back-to-back pay-per-view alongside uh, the Saudi Arabia show, I thought really just kind of took the edge off just a tad, just like a little bit, because what you really want to do is you want to you want to get excited about WrestleMania from the Raw Rumble, but you knew you had to get through Super Showdown. You knew you had to get through the Elimination Chamber. I didn't actually think the Elimination Chamber was that bad. I do have a podcast going up about it. Again, it ties into not a good 12 hours or so for me, but whatever. I thought it was okay. I know a lot of people didn't like the main event, the Shayna Baszler stuff, but I think in terms of the story, and sometimes I'm happy to forgive other elements of the the product if, if the story is correct. I thought having Shayna Baszler in that root role where she just wrecked everyone was awesome because now not only can you buy her as a believable, credible threat to Becky Lynch, which is what we needed to do, but if you're not aware of Shayna Baszler's success and dominance in NXT, now you've got a little bit of a taste of that. And if she can now go on and beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36, I think that tells a really good story. I think there's a great thread there, and that is something that I would uh, I would personally lean on. Uh, shout out to my man Nick C in super chat. He said ups and downs can wait. I'm here for you, my brother. I appreciate that, Nick. Although technically, no matter which one you go for, you'd be there for me because they both feature my 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 bald head. I'm gonna stop re- resting my arms on the table. It's not working. It's just rocking the camera. So yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it did what it had to do in order to set us up for basically this episode of Raw, which was a little bit of a roller coaster. I think. <sighs> The Randy Orton Edge stuff, I think, is superb. I think it's some of the best storytelling that WWE has done in ages. It feels like a WrestleMania build, which is what we're wanting. And I guess, you know, some people are now a bit like, well, of course it does. We've gone back to the old guys again, which is true. But it's also that we are uh, that we are leaning on a real-life storyline, right? You know, Edge, being able to come back from... I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it more with Daniel Bryan. We did for a little bit, but then we kind of really veered in the opposite direction. But being able to tell people, look, it's such an easy story. Here is a guy who thought, you know, nine years ago, whenever it was, here's a guy who thought he was never going to be able to wrestle again, and now he can, and now this son of a gun over here is trying to stop him for these reasons that you can understand on one hand, but also kind of make him a sociopath. Like, that's a really interesting dynamic to put out there, I think. And I, I I massively enjoy where they're going with this. I'm intrigued to see what they do at WrestleMania, because I imagine Edge just wins. But I think the cool thing was as well, there was it was limited talking. This was more about Edge wanting to kick Randy Orton's ass, which is exactly what somebody would do, right? That, that the, 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 My favorite wrestling storylines when I can just not necessarily empathize, but sympathize and understand why somebody would react like they would. Edge went out there, MVP got in the way, so he smashed him up. Randy Orton and him have a little brawl. He tries to take out Randy Orton, he can't. This guy behind him is pissing him off, so he takes him. There's so many unanswered questions. 
Like people are like, why hasn't Edge come out looking injured? You don't know that he's not injured. We don't have the foggiest at the moment. He absolutely could be. So there, there may be a, a storyline that's about to crop up in the next couple of weeks where he's not cleared to compete. And maybe that leads to a, you know, a non-sanctioned match or something like that. And I just love the fact that when all was said and done, Edge chased after Randy Orton. I thought that was perfect. Uh, there was one moment where they were just stood there looking at each other. And I was like, if somebody had tried to break my neck and basically kill my wife, I would definitely run after them when I had the chance. And he did. And now we just build to whatever's going to happen in the next two weeks. But, you know, there are programs you get sometimes where it makes sense to keep the two dudes apart. But here I felt like it was the complete opposite. I was like, no, let's throw them in the throw them in the cauldron together and let them just let them just go nuts. Because that's what you would do if it was real. So, yeah, it's my absolutely my favorite my favorite WrestleMania build by a mile. There are other programs and feuds I'm certainly excited about, but there's just a realness here that I that I love. And I think Randy Orton right now is performing out of his skin. I would say he's the best performer in the company. Uh, shout out to my man, Robert Jackson. The Super Chat says, cool to see the support you got for the AEW contest. Yeah, I should absolutely say, if you are watching or listening right now and you got involved in that, you have no idea how much you blew my brain for a good few days. I've never had anything on social media blow up like that before. And given the context of what it was too, yeah, I mean, you, you, you put a smile on this bald man's face. So yeah, thank you very much. Everyone keeps saying, I can get a message, Miller, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure it was, you know, the, the whole search for Spears thing in general, I'm sure is, uh, is done for this kind of conversation, this kind of chat. And it is massively fun and entertaining. I love it. And if it goes anywhere, it does. And if it doesn't, you know, we keep on, we keep on working hard and seeing what the future holds. But yeah, from the bottom of my heart, hand on heart for everybody who supported me in that again. I owe you a lot. Uh, Tom Talks Rubs in the Super Chat says, unpopular opinion. I loved Shayna's win at the Elimination Chamber. She's bad and the roster should fear her. I agree. I'm not saying the execution was good. Like I certainly think having her wait around twice was a little bit of a, of a misstep, especially for the live crowd. But in terms of her character and again, getting her over and making her a credible threat to Becky Lynch, it's two thumbs up from me. It really, really is. I mean, again... I just thought it was a bit strange she wasn't on Raw. I like the start of Raw. Becky Lynch comes out, cuts that classic opening promo, does a good job, throws in a little few barbs there about how she beat Ronda, so she's going to beat Shayna, and Shayna calls her a bitch, and so on and so forth. But I didn't expect to see her on there. I don't I don't really know what the reason she wasn't, apart from the fact you had the Charlotte Rhea Ripley segment, which was exactly the same, although there the WrestleMania challenger came out. But yeah, I, I look. I, the, the, the way I look at it is this. Am I excited about Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36? And the answer is yes. Yes, I am. I'm very excited about that match. So I can't be too mad at it because it, it did what it set out to do. Doesn't mean I was massively invested in it on Sunday night. But again, I thought Sunday night's card was fine. My expectations were low. And I thought the SmackDown Tag Team Chamber match was awesome. So I take it as it comes. My man Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat says, do you think the Elimination Chamber would have benefited from having the Raw Tag Belt as the main event? Would have been more entertaining match and Seth and KO are probably the biggest stars on the show. Um, I mean, look, my gut says no. But then again, I'm not just I'm not that invested with the Raw Tag Team Championships right now. Probably again, because the main event of Raw this week was what the Viking Raiders and... Uh, who the hell were they teaming with? The uh, Street Profits, the tag champion, the, taking on Murphy Rollins and the AOP. And the issue I have there is that I've seen that match so many times now, or variations of it. It's just again the law of diminishing returns. I start to get a little bit. I start to get a little bit. Uh, well, just tired of it, I guess. Just tired. I like the build to Seth Owens versus. Well, I like the idea of Seth Owens versus Seth Owens, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 36 because I think they could go out there and potentially steal the show from an in-ring point of view, depending on what they're allowed to do. 
But I don't need to keep seeing variations of all of this. I think by now I would have thought they would have all sort of parted off on their own way. So they're still units together, but they're having these individual feuds as opposed to just having them all over the place. And that's why I would have personally ended Raw with the Edge Randy Orton stuff. I'd peaked. If wrestling is all about trying to find your peak, I had peaked at the end of that. I thought it was awesome and it was great and Edge like a badass killer and I had all these questions. You know, it still makes me want to tune in next week because it was there. But I think coming off Raw on a high like that would have been far more impactful. And as for the Street Profits and the Raw Tag Team Champions, ships, I don't know. It's just, I'm just, it's just a bit of a mishmash at the moment, isn't it? That's the thing. It's a little bit of a mishmash. We need some uh, structure, I suppose. Maybe we need a proper feud or something. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm not massively excited about those belts being defended. Like the Street Profits, and I think it's good that they've got the tag team championships. But I just need a little bit something more. Like if you look at the effort they're putting into Drew and Brock or AJ Undertaker or Edge Randy Orton, I don't see why that same kind of effort can't go into the tag team division, the women's division, the IC, the US belts. Andrade wasn't even on the show. Uh, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat says, did you see me tweet? Did you see my tweet of the wrestlers I met? No, I don't think I did, Dan. But point it out to me or maybe go retweet it to me now so I can see it and I'll check it out. My man Sean Gearhorn Super Chat says, they actually booked Baszler the way I thought they should. Now they just need to pull the trigger and have a win at Mania. I'm with you, Sean. That was the other thing. Some people got so mad because I gave it an up. But in my predictions, I did say if I was WWE, I'd have a run through everybody. So I'm kind of hypocritical if I then turn around and go, oh, but by the way, <laughs> I didn't like it. I did like it. Again, I think you could have done it a bit more pacier. Maybe you could have had all five women in the ring and she comes out as the last one and just owns everybody. Sure, that probably would have worked more. But I think we're kind of picking at straws there. The good thing is that we did it. Uh, the awesome thing is as well, we can now say that Shane the Baser is the first person to ever do that. Never been done before in an elimination chamber that someone takes them all out. Braun Strowman was close last year or two years ago, but he got done in by Roman Reigns. But yeah, if I go through that whole thing, right? Daniel Bryan... Versus Drew Gulak, just great. Felt different, felt fresh, all about that. SmackDown Tag Team Chamber, good. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. I've seen it a lot, but those two are fine. They know what they're doing. Women's Chamber, we've established it. I enjoyed what we got to. Not necessarily the, the journey, but the destination was great. Sami Zayn winning the IC title, I'll never be able to get over because that's the biggest surprise. That's the biggest surprise than Edge coming back, genuinely. I think I mean that. And anything else on the show that I'm not even remembering now, other than the Royal Tag Team Championships, was just there and it served its purpose. You know, the AJ Styles Alistair Black match went too long, was difficult because it was got put in a position where it's coming off that chamber match and the crowd was dead. But it was still Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. It's still dumb that the Gallows and Anderson waited 20 minutes before they got involved. But yeah, uh, Tom Talks Roberts News says the chamber matches should have been the other way around. I don't know. I know what you mean. Now you think that. But if your big plan is to have Shayna Baszler be this warrior, this you know, undefeated, not even undefeated, but this, this, which is a wrecking machine, right? She's a wrecking machine. I kind of think you have to tell that story last. Now it's easy to say that because, again, it didn't really light up the arena that maybe everybody intended, but I still, I still got a kick out of it. What's that? That's a popcorn corn. That's good, isn't it? Nice and hygienic. Uh, Vicky Brand in the Super Chat says, uh, listening in but building a two car and losing it like Hell on the Cell 2019. I think the Seth KO momentum won't last till WrestleMania. Good health to you and to you, Vicky Branton. I know what you mean. It's been going on a long ass time. I mean, Seth turned a good while ago. And even before we officially had his turn, she, you know, him and Kevin Owens were kind of falling out. So yeah, we do need a twist. I just think now we need to... Yeah, we just need to go in a slightly different direction. 
And maybe we will. Maybe we will. I don't want to jump down its throat too much. I mean, to me, I would now team off the Authors of Pain and Street Profits. I would make that a little thing so they can have their own segments on Raw. Obviously, Murphy goes against Seth Rollins. Uh, that's kind of it, right? There's your four guys. What Alistair Black does now, I don't know. That was the only. Thing. I was really bothered by that on Raw. I was really excited for Seth Rollins versus Alistair Black. If it to end in a DQ, I was like, I'm just so bored of matches ended in DQs. Like it's just a tease. You give me something that seems so exciting, then you take it away from me straight away. And then worse still, Alistair Black just vanished in the main event. Where did Alistair Black go? Nobody knows. He just walked off. That's it. He left, the, he left the oven on. He's like, oh, I better run. I better sort it. Uh, Crew85 in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, have you ever met Johnny Moss? He's from my hometown. Has a wrestling school here with some good talent coming through. E.G. Turbo Josh Terrier. I have met Johnny Moss. Um, he used to work on Defiant slash WCPW shows before I used to get in the ring myself. Uh, I got to shake his hand and say hello. I've known about him, obviously, for a long time. And he's a good dude. I think he does training at NXT UK now as well. Or maybe actually real NXT, real NXT, you know what I mean? Original NXT. Uh, but no, he's, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's a good dude. And, you know, one of these guys in British professional wrestling especially, that if he wasn't around, you wonder where the scene would be now. We all forget about that now, but guys like him, obviously Doug Williams, Johnny Storm, Jody Fleisch, there'll be so many others I'm forgetting because I'm an asshole. You know, all of these guys that kept going when there was, I don't call it a lull, that's a bit unfair, but maybe the boom hadn't happened yet that kept all of this stuff going so that there was able to be a boom. And now, you know, luckily you see them working everywhere again, which they more than deserved. I'd put him in there. I'd put him in there as well. You know, dudes just that continue to work away regardless. And I think that's that's pretty cool. A non-WWE guy in the Super Chat says, screw world champion Simon Miller for president of the United States. Well, there's a big one big problem, and that is that I am I was definitely born in Britain, and I'm pretty sure the Constitution says that I can't go for the presidency because of that. However, I promise you, if it ever does happen on some kind of whim, I'd do the best job that I could. Probably have some policies that nobody agreed with, but you just don't know until you get there. The Rock will be president one day. I'm convinced about this. I don't think it's going to be in 2020. We don't know it's not going to be 2020. But I'm convinced that in the next 12 years, The Rock will run for the president of the United States and probably win because he's done anything else. And then I think we need to look in the mirror and question what we've done. My man, Dan Lemley, says, I've just sent that tweet again. When you can look at it, I will do it as soon as I'm off here, my friend. Thank you. Daniel Brotherton in the Super Chat says, I love Sheena, Sheena, Shayna, but I fear because of Vince's opinion. Well, it's all good for now. I understand. But look, she bit Becky Lynch's neck. She destroyed everybody in the chamber, regardless what rumors are out there now. And I've seen them too. I was a little bit eked as well. We, we will, at the moment, it's all okay. And we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Look, if Becky Lynch wins, it's not the worst thing in the world. I just think that's put Shayna in a maybe uh, a position I'd rather she was not. And I also think if Baszler wins, it's just a cooler story. Who the hell's going to stop this monster? You can even do what kind of Cody and MJF have done. You can separate them out for a little bit and put them on mini feuds before they come back at Survivor Series or SummerSlam or whenever you want to do it. I'd be all right with that. I think you can build a war here. I think there's enough of uh, atmosphere and aura to be able to do that. Uh, my man Brandon Carvalho says, kind of think you're wrong. If it's a main event, it would have been given more time and a really good match can spark a feud. Unfortunately, we disagree here, Brandon. <laughs> if I go into any show and I'm not invested, uh, if you'd put the Raw Tag Team titles on last on Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, I would have switched off as soon as it got there. I kind of forgot they were being defended even, even to begin with, if I'm completely honest. Um, and it was such a formulaic match 
uh, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it felt like something I could have seen on Raw, whereas just by the visual of having a big chamber, even though there was no need for chamber matches, it just adds something to my brain. But that's cool. I see where you're coming from. We shall agree to disagree. My man, Anthony Taggle, T-Dog says, Simon, I love you. I can't wait to see you on AEW. <laughs> we'll take one step at a time, man. Uh, we, we will see what goes down. Uh, you don't know what the future holds. I just did that video because I thought it'd be fun. Like we did the little thing on ups and downs again, which you can go check out now for Raw. It's already up. So you can go do that as and when you should so wish. But I never thought it would get that kind of traction. It was fun. It led to me having a conversation with Baron Corbin. So I had a really good few days. I'm not going to lie. And whatever will be, will be, right? But I will continue to put in the work. I will continue to try and, well, I'll definitely keep my feet on the ground. I will continue to respect the way the world works. And we'll just see. But the most important thing is, again, thank you to everybody that threw their hat in the ring and just said really nice words about me. Again, irony, we all have ups and downs days. Not that I was having a down day, but you certainly turned those three or four days into a massive up, a golden up, if you will. And Jesse Holbrook in the Super Chat says, Simon, are you still coming to Tampa? Well, yes, that's my plan. Uh, obviously, the coronavirus uh, has to be a talking point whenever these things come up, especially in terms of WrestleMania. Uh, if you're not aware of the news over here in Europe, like the Italian Sport Federation, not a thing, I've just made that up, but the people in control of sports have essentially closed down all their sport activities until early April to see where they're at. It's not that bad here in the UK, but it's getting worse in terms of cases being reported. I had a hospital appointment this morning, for example, and it was like going into a prison. It was on proper lockdown and you had to go through certain routes and certain doors were closed and somebody would walk you through and you had to fill in forms. So it's a big deal. And ultimately, the health and safety of people is the most important thing. I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, no matter where you are. But it could affect this kind of thing. Like WrestleMania is a tourist attraction. Thousands of people from around the world are going to go there. And if it is going to be a safety risk, I don't know what the fallout of that is. I'd be devastated. I've been looking forward to this Tampa thing, especially the clash with Sammy Callahan ever since it was announced. It was basically a year ago, just shy. But that's life. Again, we just talked about the AEW thing. That's life. You don't know what's around the corner. So for now, we'll just take it day by day. But yes, on the 10th of March, uh, 2020 at 2.23, I plan to be there on the 7th, 8th, 9th, whatever the hell it is of, of April. I get confused with Mania. It's too many, too many dates. Um, Ultra Miami got cancelled. Isn't WrestleMania in Miami? Says somebody in the chat was in Tampa. Uh, but it's different, right? The thing is, if WrestleMania gets cancelled, it's because bigger events than WrestleMania has been cancelled. So while it will be a big deal to you and I, it will be, be shadowed, overshadowed by other things. Not that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just means everything will have been shut down. You know, if you're taking out WrestleMania, NBA is going to stop, NFL is going to stop, AEW is going to stop, for example. It will just be one of many casualties. And it will, be, of course, it will be a shame. People have spent money. People are excited. You've probably taken time off work, hotels. But this is, again, this is unprecedented territory. I can't remember anything like this in my lifetime. I just think the main thing is hopefully we can get a handle on it and less people, you know, stop getting ill. That's the worst thing. You don't want people to get ill. You want people to be happy. Uh, Mr. Miller, I trust you well. With Shayna Baszler in with the main roster, are the gears in place for a slow build to four horsewomen versus four, four, four horsewomen? I don't know. I've never been massively high on that. I think it would be interesting. Maybe you could do it at Survivor Series, yes, or maybe WrestleMania next year. It could be a small idea in Vince McMahon's head, but as we know, that can change on a whim. So I wouldn't keep your, uh, I wouldn't keep your, uh, your, your fingers crossed. Uh, Vicky Brandon Super Chat says, Seth KO WrestleMania, a shark tank with AOP in there. Most likely a lumberjack match made by Austin Miller to AEW confirmed. <laughs> You're all too kind. I would take that. 
I wouldn't mind Seth versus Kevin Owens have some kind of stupid stipulation because I think they'd make it work. I'd rather AOP took on Street Profits for the titles because I just think we've seen that kind of play out for so long. I'd be a bit annoyed if we didn't do it. But I think Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens is a good WrestleMania match. I, 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 you're right in the sense that we need something to keep it, keep up the momentum over the next few weeks. But I, I'm, I'm, I, I like Kevin Owens so much. I think Seth Rollins is so well with his heel persona. I think there could be something here. Could even be the opening match. You want to be the opening match on Mania now, as we know, because otherwise you're not on until 72 hours later. And my man Brand in the super chat says, "Do you think it was weird AJ called Undertaker Mark?" Now. I loved it when it happened because I felt it was different. But then as I found out when I returned to the world of social media, a lot of people were angry. I didn't need to hear a dead man be called Mark. The thing is, in 2020, if you told me this even three, four, five years ago, maybe I would have agreed with you. But I have watched the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions. You know, I've seen Mark Calloway on there. I've seen his YouTube chips when he's Mark Calloway. I've seen him doing meet and greets. I think the barrier for the first time ever, which is why I think it's okay, has been broken down slightly. And if it's going to help AJ Styles' program with The Undertaker, which I massively think it did, I loved AJ Styles' promo. I thought maybe saying he was going to die in the ring was one step too far. But look, he is a dead man, so I think you can arguably get away with it. But given that it helped that whole thing so much and made me buy into that concept... I, I loved it. I thought everything AJ Styles did was great. I thought WWE then saying it's going to be a contract signing next week made me be a bit like, mm, yeah. But I think, it's, I think the cool thing about it was it wouldn't have worked if he hadn't done the thing with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33. But laying his hat and gloves in the ring and kind of walking away in this symbolic maybe I'm retiring fashion and then almost reneging on that kind of does go further than the Undertaker character and bring in the man, Mark Calloway, which is kind of what AJ Styles was getting at. I think you're allowed to do it once in 30 years is my point. If you're still getting a little bit irked about that, that's fine. That's completely up to you. But again, it's so rare. And I think it got such a good reaction and it got people talking. And again, cemented that feud as one you want to watch. I don't have a problem with it. I think it was okay. I liked it. I want to see what they're going to do with the match. I think AJ Styles is so talented that as long as they have a decent contest, it doesn't even matter if he loses genuinely. Uh, I don't. Th I think they'll still protect the. I think the Undertaker is done losing at WrestleMania after Brock and Roman. Look, it's one of those things on a card that when it pops up, probably somewhere in the middle, I'll perk up a little bit. Like, oh, here we go. What are they going to do? You know, what kind of thing are we going to get out of this? And that's why I can't really get mad about it. And Messi in the super chat says uh, Seth and Co should have run dominant for a bit before resistance rose up. Kevin Owens came too soon. Also, I wish heels could be strong and not always cheat. I think that's the point. I do think they've been a little bit directionless with all of that. Hence why they've got to where they've got to. Because it's kind of booking by the seat of your pants week in, week out. What do we do now? What do we do now? But I am hoping now that we are properly on the road to WrestleMania, that stops. As for a cheating heel, meh. I think it depends on the heel. I don't mind a cheating heel. It's kind of a tried and trusted formula of professional wrestling. But yes, I think, I think as anything, variety and diversity is key. So I can understand you getting a little bit bored of it. I'm bored of disqualification finishes, as I said. That's just so dull. How can the referee not see it coming? Just get Murphy out of there and say the match continues. Because sometimes it does go... Oh, I, mean, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about when it came to Raw? It just popped in my head. We did the Undertaker AJ stuff. Randy Orton versus Edge is awesome. Main event was a little bit hit and miss. I liked the match. But the Kabuki Warriors versus Liv Morgan and, and Natalia I found bizarre. I don't know why the three old Riot Squad ladies are, are fighting or having a feud. I don't really feel like that's been established, but hey-ho, what are you going to do? 
And I, I think the reason that I felt a bit disconnected with it is because I don't know what the plan for Oscar and Kyrie Sane is right now either. They feel a little bit lost. I forget that they're the tag team champions. And all of a sudden here, not only are they the tag team champions, but the commentators are reminding us, oh, they're the longest running women's champions we've had. And like, we haven't even cared until this point. So I don't know. I don't know. And again, it just I find you know Liv Morgan just jumping out the ring on our old Riot Squad members and sacrificing the match. I think if we're going to do Beth Phoenix, Natalia, Alexa, Bliss, and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors at WrestleMania, let's just get into that now. I get why you have to keep Beth Phoenix off TV for another week, but I think we just pull the trigger and get into it. I kind of want the Kabuki Warriors to win that too. And then coming out of WrestleMania, hopefully we can double down on them. I don't think we're going to do that. They're just so entertaining. Like the, One of the best parts of Raw was beforehand when they were on the microphone, just going nuts in Japanese, which kind of goes to show what you say is important, but definitely the way you say it is even more importanter. It's hilarious. Those two are great, especially Oscar. She's just the crowd. She wound the crowd up into a frenzy just by yelling at them. And oh man, she's 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 great. Uh, she's great. Uh, again, everyone that's just joined, thank you very much. Sorry, it's a little bit later today, and sorry that it clashed with ups and downs. Not my. If I don't, basically, it was one of those situations where if I don't do it now, I don't do it. Uh, so smash the subscribe button if you are new. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com and pinsandknucklesmerch.com for supporting the show. And again, if you want to have a chat, just show me a message in the super chat and we can go from there. As Brandon Carvalho has done, you get a hand on the heart. Thank you for reminding me, dude. I appreciate it. Bro, Drew crushed Rowan's cage. It was a difficult segment for me. On the one hand, I think that Drew McIntyre has been booked expertly. Not really the right kind of grammatical sentence there. Since he won the Royal Rumble, I think he feels like a big deal. I think we're seeing more of the real Drew McIntyre. And I think he's in a great position to win the world championship and it be believable. It's not going to feel um, contrived or, or like it's shoved down our throats. On the flip side, four months of a man coming out with a cage. One week removed from it being a fake spider slash tarantula. And then Drew kills it. Seemingly because WWE had no plan what they were going to do with it and just wanted to put it to bed. That's tough. <laughs> That's a tough thing. There's a tough pill to swallow. That's a tough thing to take. I feel like a moron for buying into this. What Eric Rowan does now, I don't know. I presume he just comes out with no cage. I just can't believe if you're going to do an angle like that. And I love WWE. I do. Some people make this into, oh, no, 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 I do. I love WWE. I love AEW. I love all wrestling. Raw is one of my favorite shows. But to come up with an idea like that, a mystery angle, a whodunit almost, you know, in that kind of a thing, and not actually know where you're going to go with it and play it out for four months and just do that, that is how you... Look, I could be wrong. There could, there could, be, more, there could be more coming. But I think that's how you piss off your audience a little bit. Because the next time they tease something, automatically you're just going to be like, well, they're probably going to screw me over again. I'm probably not going to get a payoff, so I won't invest. And then he's out there to silence, to crickets, because you don't want to get duped again. That's Boy Who Cried Wolf, right? We talk about it all the time. So that's difficult. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really difficult thing to do. And I think there's, there's other ideas about this as well, like Lacey Evans being the referee, the OC being the mystery tag team. All great people, but people that you're seeing on television every week, so don't make you go, huh. And AEW may be about to fall into that trap. Like they do get a bit of a free pass because they haven't done it. And you can't judge WWE by AEW standards and vice versa. But they have a mystery partner for, for Hangman right now and everyone's going a bit crazy. And it could just turn out to be Matt Jackson, which would be awesome. I think that makes sense in terms of the story, especially because they've kind of fallen out him and Hangman Page. But if there were bigger teases that it was going to be a Brody Lee, a Matt Hardy, a, a Lance Archer, and it wasn't, that's when you start to get a bit like, oh. So it's a shame but it, 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 I think they knew this too. The fact that Drew did what he did, did let them almost get out of jail free a little bit because McIntyre is, 
He's, he's great right now. There's no two ways about it. And the video package they showed later on, I thought was awesome. I'm ready for Brock and Drew. I think Drew can win and absolutely go on to, to carry Raw, whichever phrase you want to, to throw out there. And I hope he does. I hope he slays the beasts, much like Seth did last year. We'll have to wait and see. But it's awesome in a way because of his story. Ten years in the making, got fired, came back, finally feels like he's found his place. He's doing everything right. Got the whole three, two, one, Claymore kick thing down. Claymore kick's been protected, feels like a badass finisher. It's all good. It's all good with me. David Ayers, Super Chat. Has AEW made you more fed up of DQ finishes? I don't think AEW's had one DQ finish, have they? Maybe they've had one. I mean, it's kind of that's kind of the flip side because in there, there's so many times where you do see interference, the referee doesn't do anything. There must be a happy medium. It depends what you want. Sometimes I don't mind DQ finishes. I just mind them on Raw because they always come in Seth Rollins' matches. And that's where the issue is. I keep seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So, But look, it's just wrestling. It doesn't really matter. My man Raghaven N in the Super Chat says, The Edge, Orton, Feud, and Drew segments are the best parts of Raw heading into Mania. Drew's Claymore is badass. Finisher, Edge versus Orton brings back memories of the ruthless aggression era. Couldn't agree more. I think the the, the Edge, Orton stuff, as I said earlier, is just benefiting massively because it's so easy to relate to. You don't have to have been a professional wrestler that was forced to retire uh, without being able to go, Oh, I understand why somebody would be upset about this. I think it depends on what they do next week because I think the big feedback I got was that people were annoyed that WWE advertised Edge that he was coming back because obviously it would have been so much cooler if it was a surprise and he just tacked Randy Orton. But realistically, they, they need ratings, right? And if they put Edge on the show to come back, they probably are going to get a few more people watching, which is kind of a double-edged sword because you want Raw to get back to the point where you don't know what's going to happen. He wanted to feel like this is a surprise. And when you get that in people's heads, they're like, well, I have to watch Raw. Because even though something hasn't been advertised, they've done such a good job of surprising people that did dedicate their time to watching live. Maybe I should do that. But that takes time. Maybe they didn't feel like they had that before WrestleMania. Either way, I loved Edge coming back. Uh, and again, I think Drew's the, the, the job they've done on Drew's Claymore, that's 10 out of 10. It's a badass finisher. And there aren't that many badass finishers in WWE right now. So... More power to them. Matthew McFadden in the Super Chat says, I was far more interested in Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins. Thought they could have played into the segment in Black's room a bit more too. Seth versus versus Owens for WrestleMania 36 is meh. I'm all right with it. I don't know what we're going to do with Alistair Black now. Uh, I I thought I could kind of not ever go back in Alistair Black's room again. (laughs) I think we had, I feel like on SmackDown especially, we had about 12 weeks worth of that and no one ever knocked on his door and here someone knocked on his door and he was like, what? (laughs) Someone's knocking on my door. I get, look, Kevin Owens and Seth, to me, is fine. But yeah, it depends where Alistair Black falls down in that mix. And honestly, I can see him having another match with Buddy Murphy at this point. Murphy, no Buddy. Because if AOP then team off with the Street Profits, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, if you are kind of associating Alistair Black with the Kevin Owens team, then the, the odd guy out is, is Buddy Murphy, like I say. I don't mind seeing those two go at it again. I think if they're given time and a certain amount of leeway, it will be their best match of the three or four, however many they've had. But you do have the, the issue that they've had two matches, or however many it's been, your prior matches, which gives me a little bit of a worry. They may just stick it on the pre-show, and I don't want that. That's, that's no place for Alistair Black. I want Alistair Black to fly in 2020. My man Alexander Falkenstein, the Super Chat says, maybe WWE now ends up creating spider Rowan. No, I think that spider's gone. I think that spider's gone. I think that spider's dead. It was just, they did, I, I would assume that Vince McMahon last week said, look, let's just get this done. At least had the respect for us to give us a reveal. 
and then they killed it off seven days later. Which does mean, again, seriously, the next mid-carder that comes out with something like that, I ain't even caring. I'm not even caring. I'm not getting excited about it. I'm going to stumble over it and get past it in ups and downs. It's not going to get any respect from me because of that. And Anthony Tagline Super Chat says, have you thought about putting your name in to be on the NWA, the Circle Squared? I think one thing at a time. <laughs> one thing at a time. I potentially will. But I'll let the AEW thing settle for now, and then we'll uh, and then we'll look into something something else. And then someone just shouting at me, Simon, are you teaming with Sean Spears? Not as of yet. And I would be amazed if I if I ever was. But who knows what doors are going to be open? You never know. You've got to enjoy yourself, and you've got to put yourself out there. If you haven't seen my video on what culture that we did, which was very kind, uh, appreciative, I should say, they let me do it. I'm all about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because I believe in an uncomfortable situation is when you learn a lot about yourself and also usually means you care about something and something major is about to go down. So I'm all about uncomfortable situations. Let's look out for more uncomfortable situations. Let me get my phone out. I don't want to have missed anything about Raw. And now top of my head, uh, I can't think about it. Becky Lynch, we've done is good. Rey Mysterio, Angel Garza, great match. Love these two. I would have, I would have liked Garza to win, but I, it's not a big deal. I understand where they are, and Rey needed some revenge for getting his head smashed into the floor too. Oh yeah, the Charlotte Rhea Ripley thing. I thought it was fine. My issue with it was it was two segments after Becky Lynch has just done exactly the same thing. Although this time Rhea Ripley came out, they punched, she punched her, and they smiled at each other. I like Rhea Ripley. I thought the video package she had was great, and I'm much more of a fan of Charlotte than some people are. But this felt like a week where they didn't have a plan. I think you probably could have not had either of these two people on the show and you could have run another video, uh, if I'm honest. But, I mean, there's not much to say about it. Bobby Lashley and Zack Ryder. What the flip was that? <laughs> it's like, I said this on ups and downs. Again, make sure you check it out over on What Culture. Give them a subscribe. Give me a subscribe too. If you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, you're like, one, where the hell did Rusev go? And why does he no longer care that this guy cheated on, on his wife? Zack Ryder's come back from nowhere for no apparent reason. That's two matches in two days, even though he hasn't been on television. And then Bobby Lashley just kills him. I mean, it's, it's, I know what it is. It's because they don't know what to do with Bobby Lashley right now. So I thought we'd just drop him out to a certain name that is Zack Ryder. That's baffling. It's just five minutes of time. Like Riddick Moss versus Cedric Alexander. I'm not surprised that Cedric Alexander lost. I'm used to it. But and I like Riddick Moss. I think Riddick Moss has a huge upside. But this bizarre new twist where the 24-7 champion doesn't have to defend it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And no, there are no geeks running after him. It's just switched. And he's the longest running 24-7 champion, if that means anything. It's just so strange. It's just there's no character development there whatsoever. It's just some guy who's very he's flipping hell, man. He goes in the ring, though. I mean, for all the power to him. And I think Cedric Alexander is underrated as well from a WWE perspective. But absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Uh, talked about Alistair Black. Uh, we talked about the stupid spider. We talked about all the, 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 the Riot Squad stuff. AJ Styles, I loved it. Clearly a bit more controversial. I'm all good. Uh, and then the MVP stuff was excellent with Edge and AJ. And that was it. That was the end of the end of Raw. It wasn't, I guess, like, oh, my gosh, I've just taken a picture by accident. Don't do that. It wasn't the, the, it wasn't the kind of massive blowout shy I would have expected, given it's the first one heading towards WrestleMania. But I do think it started a, a chain reaction. Hopefully, SmackDown does the same. And then hopefully on Monday, when you've got two weeks to go, we'll really get into the fire. Uh, Anthony Taggle says, great tag name, the perfect up. It would be, look, I'm not saying I don't want to do it. Of course I want to do it. That's why I threw my hat into the ring. Half fun, half serious. Um, but I, I, like I said, I'm very much a dude that likes to keep their feet on the ground. 
So we will see. Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, I get to catch you live. Spaz, my man. Hope your channel's doing well. Uh, take up Ricochet and Alistair versus the OC at Mania instead of the one-on-one. Also, the shouts that you've given my channel and podcast over time have not been forgotten, my friend. Don't worry, you've got another one just there as well. Check out Spaz Phoenix on YouTube. Uh, it's, you're not going to get that. I thought that too. I predicted that at the Elimination Chamber. I kind of felt like Alistair Black was just a stepping stone, unfortunately. I think Undertaker versus AJ Styles one-on-one is 100%. I don't mind that because I think it's less awkward. I think a three-way multi-man match or even a six-man tag would be awkward, especially because I don't know who the third guy with Alistair Black and Undertaker could be. Uh, and we get the contract signing next week too, which seems very outside. I know he's done them before, but it's still outside of Undertaker's wheelhouse. Although he is just Mr. Callaway now, as we know. But no, I think you're going to get... Oh, you put Ricochet in there too. No, definitely not. Ricochet <laughs> is... He was on main event this week going against Eric Young, which doesn't mean anything, but it certainly seems as if Vince McMahon has him placed. And I could be wrong, and I always say this. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm saying as a fan, I would appreciate him being in bigger spots and being allowed to do more of his stuff because I think he's so talented. But ultimately, I had this argument with somebody on Twitter the other day. Cheap plug, Simon316. Double cheap plug. Hit the subscribe button. Also, actually, if you do subscribe to me, can you hit the bell? The analytics tool is updated now. And the amount of people that haven't got the bell notifications on is low. So please do hit the bell so you know when I go live and upload a new video. Um... But yeah, at the end of the day, Ricochet, much like anybody in WWE, of course you want to have creative satisfaction too, but you've still dedicated to your, yourself to a craft where you've got on worldwide television and are now associated with the biggest wrestling company there is. There is a massive win in that. And we can sit here and moan and groan and begrudge all we want, but that is an incredible, like I said, it really is an incredible achievement to do. And it, it seems like it was always Ricochet's dream to get there. He's got there. So, you know, in, in, in that kind of sense, more power to him. Uh, Ariel Stoltz in the Super Chat says, Raw should have ended with Edge. Love you, by the way. I love you too, Ariel. Completely agree. That's what I said on Ups and Downs too. Again, you can check it out right now on What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe. And my man Spaz is back to say, do you think Ripley versus Charlotte could main event? The NXT Women's Division are the best thing in WWE. Also, any headline talent unhappy with creative just means they lost the night before. Do you agree? I don't think you can headline with Ripley versus Charlotte unless they do some incredible booking over the next few weeks, just because I don't think the fans in general see them as bigger stars as Becky Lynch, as Drew McIntyre, as Brock Lesnar, as Roman Reigns, as Goldberg. I think Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar will uh, headline, maybe Roman versus Goldberg, depending on what they feel like. Um, but no, I, I would put Becky versus Shane on over Ripley and Charlotte, which is not a knock of Ripley and Charlotte. I just think that Ripley at the moment is still in her coming out phase, right? If you only know her from NXT, obviously NXT has a niche audience. It's not as big as Raws and SmackDown. But hopefully coming out the other side of WrestleMania, she does start feeling that way because she's clearly talented. So there's no reason not to. In terms of talent, unhappy with creative just means the loss before. I don't think most wrestlers care if they win or lose as long as the situation makes sense. I just think they want to feature, which is what a lot of people said. Who was it the other day? Oh, there was a wrestler the other day saying that you know, that they're always happy to be involved as long as they're involved. It's when they're sitting on the benches and just, you know, aren't, aren't being seen that annoys them. I can't remember who that was. Um, but I know it's not the same level at all, but I am a professional wrestler, as you know. I never mind losing. If I get someone, someone says, Millie, you've got to lose. I'm like, okay. Again, as long as we can tell a good story and it all makes sense to me. I don't, I, I, I don't have any ego when it comes to that. And obviously that's not always been the case with, uh, uh, with, with professional wrestling. But that's, that's just how I feel about it. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I'm just appreciative of the opportunity, if I'm completely honest. And that is the truth. So that was Raw. Again, decent Raw. Strange finish. It just felt like the finish of all the Raws over the last few weeks, which is a shame. 
Uh, I don't think any news has gone down, but we'll check. Edge is obviously back that we've talked about. Contract signing next week between Undertaker and AJ Styles. Obviously going to get Edge and Randy on at WrestleMania 36. Jeff Hardy and Paige are going to be on SmackDown. Uh, Jeff Hardy, I'm sure, will be in a match. I don't think Paige is coming back. A lot of people have said this. I think she's just there probably to get in a situation where Beck, uh, Bailey can beat her up or something like that. You know, get some get some old-fashioned heat, as they do say. Uh, and I think that is, oh, Bret Hart's going to be on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions on Monday when Austin is obviously back as well, March 16th, uh, March 13th, 316 day. So that'll be fun next week. The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar is on that show too. So that's going to be, uh, <laughs> that's going to be tremendous. And if you are going to access this year and everything goes down, there is going to be a no touch policy uh, instigated, which I think is, well, you have to. Really. I think at this stage now, if you we're not listening to the advice that's that's going on there. I don't, um, well, you, you're crazy. I, th- I think we should. So access will be very weird. It'll be pictures being taken with like a foot, <laughs> a foot between people. Uh, but hey, that, that's where we are, man. Nothing more important than people being health and, 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 and uh, not ill, essentially. My man Spaz is back in the super chat. says, as a wrestler, is it more empowering to find out you're winning that night or to hear we're really trying to get extra wrestler over and we know you can make them look great? Well, no one's ever said that to me. I'm greener than grass. <laughs> but... Again, it's all about the situation, the context, yes. Sometimes it's great to win because you get a good pop and you get to celebrate. Sometimes there's situations like that. There's there's many things you can take away from it. But again, I don't have an ego on me at all. So I don't mind if I win. I don't mind if I lose. I don't mind if it's a schmoz. I just want to enjoy it. I want to make sure that I'm... Also, I think, think again, this goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. I think people want to feel like they're contributing to to the cause. And I think that's when people get upset when they feel like they're not contributing to the cause. Which I completely understand. Like if your job is wrestler and you make it to WWE, the flip side to the ricochet argument, if you're so close but you're not playing, of course you're going to get a little bit down because it's almost like you want an ice cream and you can see the ice cream out the window, but you've got coronavirus and someone says, you know, let's leave your house. You're going to make you want that ice cream even more. Happened to me today. Someone posted me something I really wanted and I missed it and I want it doubly now because I have to wait till tomorrow. I don't need it till tomorrow, but I want it now because I know I could have done. That's just how the human brain works. Uh, Chris Landis in the Super Chat says, what do you think about more Bray Wyatt in the ring on SmackDown and only brings out the Fiend when he really wants to destroy someone? Yeah, I quite like that idea. I still think less is more with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. I don't think you want to run him into the ground too much, especially because I still enjoy the Firefly Funhouse segments. I still think they're not as impactful as they were, but I still think they carry a good punch. But yes, if you wanted to do more matches with the champion, not the champion anymore, but with Bray as the Firefly Funhouse guy, I wouldn't be against that. When he fought the Miz as that guy, it's one of my highlights of last year. It was this year. No, it was last year. That was absolutely tremendous. So I wouldn't mind that at all. But he's still a character I don't think you need to run into the ground. You can keep him special. You can keep him interesting. He can come and go as and when we please. I do think he'll beat John Cena at WrestleMania 36. I'm going out on a limb. It's not a dead cert, I don't think. And if that does happen, I think we could be in a good position, even though we had the whole Goldberg debacle. Because by early April, mid-April, I think most of us will have forgotten. Not deep down, but in the front lobe of our heads. We would have just moved forward, because that's what we do as human beings. And if we do do that, and he has a win over John Cena, he then probably goes into a few with Roman Reigns anyway for the championship, even though I keep him away from that thing. It's not the last thing in the world, right? Alexander Falkenstein in the Super Chat says, Crashing this live stream with crazy news now, Simon. My operation is no longer needed because somehow whatever I've had in the knee, it's gone, it's vanished. Like the idea of Rowan's cage, I'm happy. Oh, I see your operation you don't need. Well, that's fantastic, dude. I've had something like that before. Well, first off, 
two thumbs up to you. So it took me a while to click. Of course, you said you needed the knee surgery. I had a shoulder injury for ages. And one day, nobody would give me the help. So they said, you got to rest, you got to go rest, you got to rest. I got fed up with it one day. I started going back to the gym and it hurt at first and it just stopped. Bodies are weird, but dude, that's excellent. It's, yeah, you has vanished like Rowan's cage, but in this sense, we got a good payoff, which I've been saying the whole episode. As long as the payoff is good, it's all it's all gravy. But that's excellent news, dudes. Still take care of yourself. You know, don't go too crazy. Make sure you're you're one hundred percent rehab. But no surgery is always a positive. Uh, my man Spaz in the super chat says, "What about Belair going for the SmackDown title at Mania since a Raw star is going for the NXT title?" I think we're getting Bailey versus Sasha Banks. And I like Bianca Belair a lot. And I think she has a huge upside. And I think one to two years down the line, she will be in that position. However, to me, if we finally get the Sasha Banks Bailey feud payoff, and over the next few weeks, they really do it well, and the split makes sense and it works, and it's got a good, impactful twist. That's the match I want to see. But yeah, Bianca Belair will go far in WWE. She's different. She's unique. She can go. She used to be an athlete, obviously. Uh, she's married to Montez Ford, who's also a crazy athlete. Those two together are ridiculous. <laughs> But no, not yet. I think it's too early. I think you don't want to overdo it either. Having the NXT champion and the NXT championship on WrestleMania is a good way just to advertise it, give it a little bit of love. But you don't want to start crowning everybody on there. The rumor is we're going to have 14 matches, which is why I don't want ever WrestleMania to be two nights. Because you wouldn't get seven matches, seven matches. You get 14 matches, 14 matches on both nights. And I can't handle that as a wrestling fan. It, it is too much. Uh, someone says, keep up the good work. Keep up in those downs. I certainly will. Uh, I see John Cena winning at WrestleMania. Look how Goldberg won. Fair point. I think Ricochet and Cedric Alexander's burial is hinting towards the Fiend's burial. Well, maybe. You never know. My man Alexander Falkenstein in the Super Chat says, I will only go crazy when I come and see you fight. Fine by me, man. I'm never going to argue with that. That's all good. I'm just happy that you're feeling better. And my man Spaz, again, supporting. Thank you so much, Spaz. Check him out on YouTube. I'm going to a Destiny Wrestling show in two weeks. The main event is Impact Tag Champ Joss Alexander versus NXT Cruiserweight Champ Jordan Devlin. They are fighting for the Destiny title. I don't know Josh Alexander much. I've seen a few of his stuff. I know Devlin a lot. That should be pure fire. That's a cool wrestling show to go to. You'll enjoy that massively. Um, and that's kind of a cool thing as well, right? Impact Tab Champ versus NXT Cruiserweight Champ, which goes to show there was a lot of, um, and I, th I think it is true, but there was a lot of speculation this week about what WWE is saying to send indies about how they can be booked against NXT guys. It's good to hear that stuff like that is still happening because, you know, you want to see wrestlers go against each other, especially when it's in quote-unquote smaller promotions that don't necessarily have YouTube or streaming or any kind of television exposure. So what you want to see is why wrestling is great. Uh, did you hear about Bret Hart laying into Hogan on Instagram? I did. Uh, I kind of understand it, right? Bret Hart still believes he got screwed over in the early 90s by Hulk Hogan. You can kind of understand it when you look at everything that happened at WrestleMania uh, down in Las Vegas. So, but look, he's allowed his opinion. Look, Bret Hart is an absolute legend. He's one of my favorites. I'll always be slightly biased to him because he's the guy that got me into wrestling. And of course, Hulk Hogan is a controversial figure. We'll just leave it at that, and we shall move on. Uh, and on that note, I think we'll start we'll start wrapping things up. Again, sorry this one was a little bit hapdash. Uh, it's just one of those days. As I say, I've been running around, ups and downs was late. Poor Phil had to get it way too late because I'm an idiot and I'm an asshole. 
And make sure you go watch an Ups and Downs now. Now, Obviously, it's on-demand video. This, these live streams now go unlisted simply because of YouTube nonsense. I'm not going to get into it, but there is a channel for them. If you search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, you can watch these should you so wish. Otherwise, again, they're all on audio, podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, if you want to do it as you're walking around and you want to hear my voice, you certainly can. I'll make sure I do an extra one this week to make up how rubbish this one was. And like I say, an elimination, an, elim- I can't talk, an elimination chamber uh, review will be going up today as well. I know that's two podcasts, but hopefully that's okay. If Wrestling Observer do it, so can I. I meant to go up yesterday and then I had tech issues. Blah, blah, boring, boring. Who cares? Uh, in the meantime, come say hello to me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. How you support me. So many people joined up this week. So many people just at $1. I want to make it clear that $1 means the world to me. So thank you so much for, for, for all the $1. Another shout out to Sparrows, who has super chatted me again, who just says, Destiny is awesome. They have working relationships with WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, AEW, and Impact. I started going when Pete Dunne was champion, fighting guys like Ares, Skrull, and Morrison, etc. It's a pretty damn good roster. So fair, but I would go to that one as well. And it's awesome to hear these guys going around. Obviously, Austin Aries can still be there. Marty Skell, but Morrison's, um, Morrison's gone away now, back into WWE. Interesting use of John Morrison. I love the Miz and Morrison tag team, but I find it amazing they've kind of made him exactly like he was back in 2010, 2011. And he may still get a mega push. I would have pushed him a bit harder. But what do I know? I'm a bald asshole. Uh, so yes, again, make sure you please make, make sure you put on the notifications uh, so you know when I go live. Because again, these won't be being archived, so I can try and save my YouTube channel. Uh, probably put a video up later. That's the other cool thing. When you unlist a live stream, you can put up a video later too. Otherwise, that's that. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and I will speak to you when I speak to you. Where's my button?